Good morning, Lakeview Church. It is so good to be with you. And if this is your first time here, I want to just say a very special welcome to you. We're glad that you're here, glad that you've taken time to be with us this weekend. And for those of you who are joining us online, we want to say a very special welcome to you. Thanks for taking time out of your weekend to be with us. And whether you're watching this live in this moment or on demand sometime later, we're so glad you're here. And for those of us who are here in the room, can we welcome those who are joining us online today? Now today we are wrapping up the Go series that we've been in for the last several weeks and we're in the fifth and final installment of this series, a message that I'm entitling Go Now and we're going to be walking through in this service a commitment time and we'll get to that a little bit later but I want to just take a little bit of time to kind of recap a little bit of what we've been talking about the last few weeks. We've really spent some time remembering the fact that God is a faithful God. And we've even sung about it this morning and we've been referencing it throughout the service that God has been faithful to us. Amen? You can do a little bit better. God has been faithful to us. Amen? And we talked about it last week that God has been faithful to us, not just so we will have things to remember, We do have things to remember. We have things to look back on, moments in the life of the history of our church that we can say, God was so powerfully working in that moment. And we can look back and remember those moments. But God has not just been faithful to give us memories. God has been faithful because he has a future for our church. There are things that he wants to do in and through us next. That the God who has been faithful is faithful today and he will be faithful tomorrow. That he is up to something in and among our church. And we during this series and as part of this Go initiative are just leaning in to who God is and what God is inviting us to do to say, God, we want to remember all of the ways you've been faithful to us, but we want to see what you're going to do in the future. And that's really what this series has been all about. We've been studying the early chapters of the book of Joshua. And if you have a Bible today, I would encourage you to turn with me to Joshua chapter 3. We're going to look at just four verses this morning, verses 14 through 17. Joshua chapter 3. We're going to begin reading in verse 14. For those of you who may not have a Bible, uh, don't worry. We're going to have it on the screen. You'll be able to follow along with me. And if you don't have a Bible and you'd like to have one, I want to just invite you to visit our Welcome Center right out in the lobby. We've got Bibles that we would love to give to you uh, so that you can have one. So we would encourage you to do that if you need a Bible today. Again, Joshua chapter 3. I'm going to begin reading in verse 14. This is what the Word of God says. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan, and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was the harvest season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the Ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarathon. And the water flowed below that point, flowed on to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all of the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by. And they waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
And when we read these verses, there's a a powerful principle that I think we see all throughout the scriptures. And and it's the principle that we're going to focus on today as our core truth. And the the principle is this, that people, when they are following a God-given vision in faith and obedience, those people experience God's favor. In other words, when God's people discover what God wants them to do and they set their attention on that thing that God is calling them to do and they do that with faith and with obedience, God shows up in the middle of that situation and he works in and through those people to accomplish what he intends to accomplish. And you see this principle all throughout scripture. I mean, if you just flip through the stories of the Bible, you will see this principle over and over and over again. Think about Abram, who later is known as Abraham. He gets called to leave the land that is familiar to him to go to a place that he doesn't even know where he's going. God says, I'll tell you about it later, just get moving. And Abram follows in faith and in obedience, and God shows up and makes Abraham the father of many nations. Think about Joseph, who has a vision of what God wants to do with his life when he's just a young man, and no one around him even wants to hear about it, right? They're like, this, this kid's a dreamer, and they, they want to get rid of him. They want to push him aside. And that's exactly what they do, except their efforts to harm Joseph actually are the provision of God to put him exactly where he needs to be so he can fulfill the vision and dream that God has for his life. And over and over and over again in Joseph's journey, you see this phrase, and the Lord was with Joseph. Joseph was following God's call on his life in faith and obedience, and God kept showing up over and over and over again. Think about Moses. Moses, who hears what God is calling him to, to go and deliver the people out of captivity. And and granted, Moses was a reluctant leader. He didn't want to follow. He didn't want to do what God was asking him to do. He kept saying, I don't speak so well. Can Can you find someone else, God? And yet, when Moses finally relents and does what God's asking him to do, what does God do? He delivers his people and allows Moses to lead God's people out of Egypt and toward the promised land. And we could go on and on. We could talk about Gideon and Esther We could talk about Daniel and David. We could talk about Peter and Paul. We could talk about Israel and the early church over and over and over again when there is a group of God's people who understand what God is leading them to do and they follow that vision with faith and with obedience. God shows up and he does things that only he can get the credit for. And we see that in the early chapters of Joshua. People of God have been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years because, remember, they failed to have faith. They, they, they didn't want to go into the promised land that God had given to them, and so they stopped short, and God made them wander around in the wilderness for 40 years, but he's faithful to bring them right back to the edge of the promised land once again, and now it's time for them to go in. And God's been preparing his people, and, and now it's time for them to enter into the promised land, except they've got a problem. They've got a flooded river that stands between them and the future that God has called them into. 
And God gives them instructions to to have the priest carry the Ark of the Covenant and go stand in the flooded river. And, and, And knowing that if they did what God was asking them to do, that somehow God was going to make a way where there wasn't a way. And you read this story, and, and it's easy to just read by it because, because God parts waters all the time, right? And, and so you just read by like, oh, of course that's what God does. But, but it's pretty amazing what's happening right now because the people of God are hearing the voice of God and they know he's leading them into the promised land, but they've got to get across this river. Now, there are lots of other challenges that are out in front of them right? They're going to cross the flooded river near Jericho. There's walls around the city of Jericho that they're going to have to figure out how to, how to get beyond those walls. And there are armies that are entrenched throughout the land. Remember all of the ites that we've read about in these early chapters of Joshua that are in the land. The, the, all of those challenges are out in front of them, but they've got to get past this first challenge. And God says to them, Here's what I want you to do. Take the most prized possession of the nation and have the priests carry it into the flooded river and have them stand there. Now, there are times when God asks us to do hard things, difficult things, things that are challenging for us, but sometimes God asks us to do not only things that are challenging, but things that don't make much sense. This is one of those moments. There are moments when you think, that's clever. That's, I never thought of that, but that's going to work. In this story, if you're reading it, you don't think to yourself, well, that's going to work. You think this could go wrong a hundred ways, right? Carry the most prized possession of the nation of Israel into the water. And yet, God was leading them. And here's what you see. They have a vision of a future that God's calling them into. They're facing a big challenge, this flooded river in front of them, but God has given them clear direction. Take the ark, go stand in the water, and when you do, I'll take care of everything else. And so the priests carry the ark of the covenant into the water. Now, I don't know what they were thinking when they did this, but there had to be a little bit of fear, maybe a lot of fear, maybe fear and trembling. I don't know. There had to be some thoughts in their minds of like, I hope this works. I hope this works. Because they knew in that moment that what they were getting ready to do, they couldn't make the water stop. The priests knew they couldn't make a way for the people to move forward. It had to be God doing something that they themselves could not do. And when they had a vision of where God was leading them, even though they were faced with a big challenge, because they had clear direction, they could follow God's leadership in that moment. And when they did, God met them in that place of commitment and obedience, and he poured out his favor. And he made the water stop upstream and the water flowed all the way down to the Dead Sea and the people of God passed through the flooded river on dry ground. God made a way where there didn't seem to be a way. And as we think about where we're at as a church body, we're in a place 
where God has given us a compelling vision for the future. We know what God is calling us into. Remember three years ago when there was a thing called COVID that was happening and, and you guys called a pastor without even seeing me in the same room. You just, I don't know what you guys were thinking, but, but there was like a video sermon that you listened to and you voted by mail and we did a YouTube Q and A. Anybody remember that? Like, and and then we got together after that and we started finally meeting after the first five or six weeks. I remember being in the sanctuary thinking, I hope there's a church. I said yes, but I don't even know if there's people just looking out at this empty room. And then we started meeting. Remember, we had tape on the back of the pew so we could know what six feet was and, and all that crazy stuff. And then we started gathering in small groups and we started asking the question, if God was going to do something with our church in the future, what might God want to do? And 160 of us met in those small groups over several months and God began to birth a vision for the future of our church. And we began to discern where God was leading us, not a person, not even just a small group of people, but a broad group of us across our church were praying and seeking God. And God gave us a vision for what he wanted to do with our church, that he wanted to use our church to make disciples. He wanted to use our church to transform our community in Marion and Grant County, to make a difference right here where we live and to multiply the church from here to everywhere so that everybody in this earth can know who Jesus is and respond to him and experience his grace and his love and his transforming power. And then over this last year, as we've started to pursue this vision, some of you may not know this, but, but I've gone back and I've done some checking. And, and this past year, this past fiscal year, was one of the best years of our church in the last 30 years. The percentage of growth, the number of people who came to faith, the number of new members who joined our church, the way that our church is responding to the vision that God has given us. God is working and God is moving among us. And we should celebrate that today. And as we have in this Go series have said, God, what is this vision that you're leading us into? We, we've kind of communicated it in three ways. We've said we want to help more and more people follow Jesus, live generously, and make a difference. Just in this last year, 44 people have stepped across the line of faith through the ministries of Lakeview Church. And we want to help all of those 44 learn to discover what it means to follow Jesus and live generously so they can make the difference God has called them to make in the world. And we want to do that for an increasing number of people in the days ahead. This is what God has called us into and this is what we are committed to do as a church body. And in that process, we've said we want to move towards financial freedom as a church. For the past 15 years, we have carried debt as a church, and, and there were lots of good reasons for, for that debt. It, it kept our church open. It allowed us to, to take care of some projects that needed to be taken care of. It's resourced what God has asked us to do. But we have come to realize in this season of our church that we want to shed that debt off of our back. Come on now. I got one amen, but I need like 
200 amens. Come on. We want to get that off of our backs. I've said that we are running a race, and right now it's like we've got a backpack that we're carrying that's full of rocks, and each one of those rocks is labeled debt, and if we could just get rid of that backpack, we could run farther and faster into the future that God has for us to pursue, and so we are pursuing financial freedom, and in this Go initiative, this commitment that we're asking us to make as a church body, if we reach our goal, our debt will be cut in half half or better in the next 24 months. And we, want, we believe that that is the first step in getting rid of it and moving into financial freedom as a church body. And then the third part that we've been talking about in this series is that we believe that there are some projects that God's calling us to invest in that aren't about our past. We need to pay off our debt, but they're about our future. And we've talked about investments that we would make in our building to begin to do some updating here to take care of the facility that God has blessed us with. That we would come alongside of organizations in our community that are already doing great kingdom work and we would invest in their work so that their work could go farther, faster and make a bigger difference in our community. We've talked about expanding our internship program to include residencies so that people who are studying for ministry as pastors and missionaries could come into a local church and for two years serve inside of this church body to get practical skills that they can use what they've learned in school and begin to learn how to practice that in real ministry and then be sent out to go make a difference for God wherever he is leading them to go. And then we've talked about our partnership with the Africa Wesleyan University College, the first Wesleyan college outside of North America. And to know that we are partnered with that university to see it planted literally in the ground over in Zambia so that that university can begin to offer the programs that it wants to offer to train up educators and nurses and ministers for the entire continent of Africa. And we want to invest in that to see that work go forward. God has invited our church not just to care about those of us who are here inside of this church body, but to be a part of something bigger, to, to transform our community, to see the church multiplied as leaders are raised up and sent out, and to be involved in what God is doing around the world. And all of that is part of this GO initiative that we've been focused on. It is the compelling vision that God has given us for the future. And we face a big challenge. Just like the people of Israel, there's a challenge in front of us and, and we've been talking about it over this series that our goal for this initiative is to invest $2.25 million in generosity over the next two years, beginning November 1st of 2023, all the way through October of 2025. And if we do that, we will be funding present ongoing ministry. We will see everything that we are doing as a church continue to grow and expand to do what God's inviting us to do. We see our debt cut in half as we reduce that past debt that we carry and we would see see all of those vision projects fully funded so that our church can move forward into the vision that God has for us. And let's just be clear, this is a big challenge. We're not doing it because it's easy. We're doing it because this is what God is inviting us to do as a church body. And we're not doing it because we can do it. We're doing it because we want to see God show up in our midst and do what only he can do because at the end of this, we don't want to take any credit. We want all the credit, all the glory, all the honor to go to our God. Amen?
And so I've been praying for the Go Initiative that God would do something among us that we could never take the credit for. That we'd get to the end of it all and we'd just have to step back and say, that was him. We didn't do that. He took whatever ever steps of commitment we were, we were taking and he blessed it and he multiplied it and he used it in a way that only he could do. We're facing a big challenge. Now, now that's the challenge we're facing collectively, but for, for many of us, the Go Initiative presents challenges to us as individuals and married couples and families because, because it means we're gonna have to take steps of faith. I know in our own lives, in our own family, we are committing to the Go Initiative a number that we have never committed to any other organization in our entire lives. This is the largest gift that we will give to any organization. And that means faith. I mean, when we were writing down our number, we were like, how in the world? But we believe that God gave us clearly the number that we were called to write down on that commitment card. And you know what I've been praying for you? That God would give you your number too. It's not about everybody giving the same amount. It's about all of us having faith in God to do whatever he is asking us to do. And for some of us, that's gonna require discipline and it's gonna require reorganizing priorities. For some of us, it's gonna require tremendous faith, more faith than we've ever had before. But here's what I want you to know. God doesn't always ask us to do easy things. In fact, in my experience, if it's the easy thing, there's a really good chance that that's not the one God's asking you to do. Because I just think that God is a God who likes to stretch us. Because he's trying to grow us. He's trying to develop us. He's trying to make us into something different than what we are today. He's taking us on a journey. We have a compelling vision, but we also face big challenges but we are filled with faith. We are filled with faith. God's working among us. God's doing things in our lives. And you might ask me, how do I know that? Because you've been telling me. I have had so many conversations over the last couple of months since we started 21 Days of Prayer in August all the way through this present day. There have been moments and seasons where I've just had opportunities to talk with so many of you to see how God is working in your life how God's challenging you and stretching you and calling you and inviting you and you are responding to him with faith and God loves that. You know how I know he loves that? Because the word of God says, without faith it is impossible to please God, which means when we demonstrate faith in our lives, God is pleased. And I know that he is so pleased with us because we are leaning in right now as a church body. You are pursuing God. I see it. I hear it. And God is meeting you in those moments and he's responding and he's working in your life. And I'm excited to see what he's gonna do next. He's gonna do some amazing things in our church in the weeks and months and years ahead. I believe it and I know you believe it too. We have a compelling vision. We are facing a big challenge. We are filled with faith and we are committed to following God's leadership.
Listen, God has a plan for our church. God's inviting us into that future. And we are committed to following his leadership. At the end of the day, that's what we know our, our calling is, to just simply know what God wants us to do and then step into that. To follow his leadership, to obey him, to go wherever he directs, whenever he directs, so that his purposes are accomplished, his will is performed, and his name is glorified. And this morning, we get to exhibit that commitment to follow God's leadership by making our commitments to the GO initiative. And everybody who came in this morning at your seat, you found a commitment card that looks just like this. And I wanna encourage you to just grab that and put that in your hand right now. There are a couple things I, I wanna say before we move into this time, because we're actually gonna give you some space this morning for discernment and prayer and listening to God before we actually make our commitments to this initiative. And I wanna talk to two groups of people. The first group are those of you who are guests. Let me just again welcome you. We're so glad you're here. And we want to just let you know that these next few moments could be awkward for you, but I don't want them to be awkward for you. This is a, an opportunity that doesn't come along every day in the life of our church. We don't do this every Sunday. We don't even do this every year. This is, this is a rare moment that you're getting to observe today. And if you're a guest here, that's all I wanna ask you to do is just observe it. Because those of us who call Lakeview Church home, we, we are those who are called in this moment to make a commitment to see our church move forward into all that God has for us. And that's what we want to do as a church body. We just wanna pursue what he has for us. And these commitments that we're getting ready to make, that's all it is. It's just our, our response to God's leadership to say, yes, Lord. And so if you're a guest, I just want you to, to observe this moment and just watch what God does in and through the life of Lakeview Church. There's another group of people that I wanna to talk to. It's those of you who came on Advanced Commitment Night. There were a group of, of people who joined together a couple Sunday nights ago to walk through making their commitment to the GO initiative. And if you were here on that Sunday night and you dropped a card in the baskets, just like we're gonna do in a few moments, I wanna encourage you to participate with us again this morning. You can fill out the commitment card just like you did on advanced commitment night. You can write the same number down. But I, I do want to challenge you to just take a moment during this prayer and discernment time to just listen to God's voice again. And if God changes your number, just be careful to follow his leadership and his obedience. And if you do write down a different number on that card this morning, please write the word revised on there so that when we put this into our records, we can accurately reflect the commitment that you're making. Now, there are a couple things I wanna say before we move into this time. The first thing I just want you to know this morning is that what we're doing here today, it matters. It matters. This is a significant moment in the life of our church. God's inviting us into a future and the way that we respond to God, it matters. 
And so I want us just to lean into these moments to just be, to just be sensitive to the voice of God's spirit, to listen for God's voice and to do whatever he's asking us to do. The second thing I want you to know is that there is absolutely no pressure for you to make a commitment or to give to this initiative. We have all along in this series just said, this is an invitation an invitation for you to listen for God's voice, hear what he's saying to you, and then respond in obedience. No arm twisting, no pressure at all, because we want every dollar given to the Go initiative to be done biblically, and we believe biblical giving is cheerful giving. It's when you give what you've decided in your heart to give, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and you do it with a cheerful heart. And so we want you to feel that freedom today. There are some of you in the room who will make a commitment today and you've never given to the church. And this will be a first step for you into what it means to live generously with your financial resources. And you wanna know how I know that? Because some of you have told me. Some of you have, have said, you know what? I've never given to the church, but I believe God's leading me to start giving. And I just wanna say to you, if that's you today, I am so excited for you. Our God is a generous God. And one of the reasons he invites us to give is because he wants us to be like him. So when we practice giving of our financial resources, we're actually moving closer to that place of being generous like God is. And I'm excited for you if you're giving for the first time. Others of you are seasoned givers. You've been giving for a long time. Maybe you've been giving out of uh, that, that commitment to give consistently and regularly. Some of you even give 10% of your income. Uh, you tithe, as the Bible says. But as you've been praying for the Go initiative commitment God's been laying on your heart, maybe perhaps the biggest gift you've ever given to an organization for some of you, that might mean a five-figure or even a six-figure gift. And I want to just speak to you if that's you today, because there might be a moment of fear or holding back this morning. And I want to just say, if God is asking you to take a big step of faith, I want to encourage you to be bold. Do what God's asking you to do, because when you do what God's asking you to do, he's going to meet you in that moment and do something wonderful and amazing. Now, these cards have a little, a little form on the inside. So I want you to open up those cards. And at the very bottom, this is really important, especially for those of you whose handwriting is not perfect. I need you to just be really focused when you write this information here because we want to make sure that every commitment gets connected to the right person. So write as legibly as possible. Okay, uh, in this bottom part, make sure you include your information there. We just wanna make sure that we have all of your information correct. You'll see these, uh, this, I call it the calculator, this little form that we've included for you. I just wanna make it clear. You don't need to fill in every box. You can if, if that's helpful for you, but the box that matters, the place where we're actually going to, to read your commitment is that bottom box, the one that's labeled my or our two-year commitment to the GO initiative. Now, it's really important for you to know that the number you write in this box should include what you normally give plus any of the expanded generosity that God is leading you to invest in our church. 
because the Go Initiative giving includes all of your normal giving plus that expanded amount. So I wanna encourage you to make sure you're thinking about all that you will give over the next two years. And again, you can fill out all of those boxes if it's helpful or just the bottom box if that is the easiest for you. We did include for you a giving chart on the back that helps you see what a monthly gift looks like over the course of a year and what that annual gift looks like over the course of the two years of the GO initiative. We wanna give you some space this morning to fill out the commitment card. Some of you have come, you already know what you're gonna fill out, but I would encourage you to enter into this prayer time and listen again to the voice of God. All throughout this series, we've just been saying that we're looking for the place where faith meets peace. Because we believe God's asking us all to take a step of faith to do more maybe than we know we can do ourselves to trust God to provide. But we're also looking for that place where where we find our faith that we also find the peace of God. And when, when those two things meet, that's the number. And so I'm praying for you over these next couple of minutes that we're gonna give you that God would show you where your faith meets his peace and that you'll just have a clarity that this is what God wants us to do in this moment. So the band's gonna play instrumentally for the next couple of minutes here and we're gonna give you some space just to pray and listen to God. And I wanna just pray for you right now. And then I'm gonna come back in a couple minutes and give us instructions for what's next. So let's pray. God, right now in these moments, I wanna pray that you would open our ears. Let us listen for the voice of your Holy Spirit in these moments. And God, may you speak clearly to us right now. And God, may you find us as a people who are willing to hear your voice and to follow in faith and obedience. Speak to us, Lord, we are listening. Take a few moments now to just listen to God and fill out your commitment card.